Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Madhouse Podcast. As always, I am your host, Mad Max. Today's episode is our NFL recap for week 15. Um, I know this is kind of a day late, but uh, you know we're still going to keep on track and everything like that. But um, here's what uh, we got going on. We're going to get right into it. Thursday night football saw the Las Vegas Raiders take on the LA Chargers. Um... And this was a fucking massacre of a game. This was a surprise. The fact that the Raiders lose 3-0 and only to beat the Chargers 63-21. It was unbelievable. It really was. Um, and I'm not sure what happened. I'm not sure what happened to San Diego. But I knew once they lost Justin Herbert for the year. That his, that, you know, this was not going to be a good team. No matter what they did, no matter how much they tried, it wasn't going to be that good. They were, I don't want to say they were mediocre, but they were kind of like, you know, lost in the shuffle for a while. But now, without Justin Herbert, they're just going to be, their playoff chances are over uh, as we speak right now. They didn't really play that well in the ball. Keenan Allen was hurt, you know, and it's just unfortunate. The Raiders, on the other hand, looked pretty good both on offense and defense uh they're still in the hunt as of right now so we'll see what happens as the game keeps going i know i want to say as of right now the Chargers did fire the head coach so you know it really really isn't uh something to to kind of behold and see what what they were really intentions were because it was kind of like a do or die for the for the chargers at this point but unfortunately because of Justin Herbert's injury, you know, it was all going to go up in smoke right then and there. Um, a swerve uh, this weekend happened as far as the NFL goes. We had three primetime games on Saturday. And I was not expecting that until like that Friday. I was like, holy shit, they got football on Saturday? So the first game they had on Saturday was the Bengals and the Vikings. And this was probably the best game of the weekend because it was uh, – it was crazy the fact that the Vikings kind of led all the way through and then the Bengals came back in the fourth quarter, took it to overtime, and ended it in uh, in overtime with a field goal. So that was interesting to see. Jake Browning looked really good. Uh, I think both teams played really, really well. Um, you know, Josh Addison, you know, had two touchdowns. Tyson Chandler had a touchdown. Jake Browning was taking care of business. The Both teams were, were playing really well on both sides of the ball. And it really kind of came down to the wire, so uh, nothing, nothing really bad to say about that. Uh, the next game on Saturday was the Colts and the Steelers. The Colts come away with the win, thirteen to thirty to thirteen, and uh, and it was really, really interesting to see that because I think the Steelers have a great defense, and the fact that they couldn't really get anything done against the Colts was just mind-boggling. Uh, the fact that Garden Minshew threw three touchdowns and all of them were not to his, you know, core receivers and everything like that, that's impressive. A lot of people are saying, is Mike Tomlin's days are numbered? You know, him and Bill Belichick have been around for a long time, you know, but they, it does start to change a little bit here and there, but I'm not too sure. I wouldn't put Mike Tomlin on the hot seat just yet. I would just give him some time because he's still got to put a team together. And they have a good defense, and they were really doing really well on offense. But outside of the quarterback and Najee Harris, they really don't have any playmakers 
uh, as far as receivers or tight ends. So, you know, we'll see what happens in the future. The last game on Saturday was the Broncos and the Lions. Um, yeah, the Broncos are starting to let it slip. You know, I mean, their playoff hopes are still alive, but, you know, they faced a pretty good offense against in Detroit, you know, for Jared Goff threw five touchdowns and the fact that he did it against, I don't want to say a bad team, but, you know, it, it, it really did look like, you know, the the Broncos were starting to let their success, you know, for them to be two and seven and then win five in a row. For them to be like, you know, have a losing record about halfway of the beginning of the season. And then yet here we are, they're, they're at seven and seven. And now, you know, to lose to an unbelievable good team in the Detroit Lions, who I think, I've been saying this since the season started, you know, they're probably going to take their division. And judging by how the rest of that division played, it's probably going to be true. But the Broncos are not no pushover. You know, Sean Payton has really put together, has really turned that team around. But at the end of the day, we'll see what happens uh, with them. It didn't look so good when you see the clips of Sean Payton yelling at Russell Wilson and everything like that. But, you know, who knows where they end up. I hope the Detroit Lions do make the playoffs. I'm pretty sure they are. But um, as of right now, they're 10-4, and four, so we'll see what happens. And then as we go into Sunday night, Sunday afternoon, uh, the first game we got is uh, the Texans and the Titans. This was kind of a throwback because the Tennessee Titans wore the Houston Oilers jersey as they hosted uh, the Houston Texans. So that was really, really kind of interesting to see that. Now, I think the interesting story coming out of Houston was the fact that C.J. Stroud did not play in this game because of injury. They had the backup Case Keenum play, and he did pretty well. This was a game that really, uh, just like the Minnesota game, Minnesota and Cincinnati, it came down to the wire. The Texans rallied behind and uh, took it back in overtime. And then the return of uh, uh, Kami Fairburn, the original Texans kicker, you know, for him to kick a 54-yard field goal in overtime to get them the win and keep their playoff hopes alive, that was really something to see, you know. Devin Singletary was really carrying the team, and without Tank Dell or Nico Collins, guys like Noah Brown and Dalton Schultz really step up, stepped up to the plate. Case Keenum played pretty well, so it really was something to see. It was a hell of a game in Houston, and it was a hell of a game. Uh, it was a hell of a matchup. So uh, big ups to the Texans as they're still in the hunt for the playoff spot. Next up, we have the Bears and the Browns. This was... This was probably another game that ended at the wire. Uh, the the I want to say the the Bears had it won, but for some reason, um, but for some reason they let it get away. I mean, Joe Flacco had three hundred and seventy five yards, but he threw like three interceptions, and yet they still were able to come away with the win. It's incredible. Amari Cooper had a hundred yards. You know, we haven't heard his name really all season because the the. The Browns have kind of been all over the place as far as quarterback was concerned, but that was a hell of a game for um, uh, for the Bear, for the Browns to say the least. And now, unfortunately for the Chicago Bears, I don't know what their playoff hopes look like. They were they were in the same boat as the um, as the Denver Broncos, but you know I don't know. It's not really looking so good for them as at this point. You know who knows where they're going to end up at the end of the season. Who knows where the team is going to be uh, next year. So we'll see what happens with that. Next up, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Baker Mayfield had a hell of a game. 
in this one. Uh, 380 yards, four touchdowns, and I think as of right now, they have a lose. I don't want to say a losing record, but their record is seven and seven, and yet they're in first place in the NFC South. And I honestly think they're going to be the ones to take that division because they are playing really, really good. Uh, the Packers, I don't know. The Packers are a little bit too hit and miss for me. I don't understand why a lot of people are really putting a lot of pressure on Jordan Love. I think he's a mediocre quarterback at best. He he does. The reason I say he's mediocre, he does put together a good game, but he's too inconsistent. He'll have a good game this week, a bad game next week, another bad game, and then two good games in a row. And it's like, uh, that ain't going to work. you got to be good all the way around or not at all. Depend on, and, and it shouldn't matter who you're playing. So, who knows where they end? Who knows how far the Packers are going to go with Jordan Love? But they do have the talent to kind of put together a, a good team. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs this year, but um, it's going to be exciting to see where these teams end up. I'm I'm really rooting for Baker Mayfield and the and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, next up we have the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets. This was a fucking blowout. Tua Tagovailoa, Mostert, and uh, uh. I think, uh, what's his name? Waddle. I can't remember his first name. Jay Waddle. Um, but yeah, man, the Dolphins just, and this, and the, the crazy thing was, this was another team without their star player. There was no Tyreek Hill. So it's like, how the hell did the, the Jets put up 30 against Houston last week, but yet they couldn't put up another touchdown. They couldn't put up any points against the Dolphins. I'm not saying the Texans are better than the Dolphins, but, you know, what I'm saying is like, Jesus Christ, you know, that's another team that's really inconsistent. And then the story coming out of that game between the Jets and the Dolphins was that uh, Zach Wilson goes out with an injury. They think it was a concussion. He never comes back. They have to turn again back to Tim Boyle, who didn't really do shit, obviously. And Tua Tagovailoa, they're they are steamrolling that division, and to be honest, they're going to be the ones that come away with it, in my opinion. And I I can see them definitely making a good playoff run, uh, if they keep playing the way they are. Mike McDaniel has really done an amazing job, turning the team around, uh, from these past couple of seasons. So, you know, we'll see what happens in the postseason with Miami. They look pretty good. Next up, we got uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and the New England Patriots. This was, uh, this was a game that really, really. I don't. This was a game that was all defense. Like the Chiefs' defense really did their job, as well as the Patriots' defense. Now, the the tiebreaker in this opinion goes to the Chiefs because they have a much better offense than the Patriots do. Because the Patriots, you know, you know, they didn't really do a whole lot. You know, Bailey Zappi had some pretty impressive moments, but it wasn't enough to stop you know, Kansas City's offense, so, and it's not like Kansas City's offense did any better, I mean, uh, uh, Rice had a touchdown, Mahomes threw two two touchdowns, but also two interceptions, so, you know, I think the biggest issue, the biggest issue in New England, in Kansas City is the fact that Patrick Mahomes is making plays with guys that are, like, mediocre, there is no, there is no star player on offense outside of Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. They're not a loaded offense and anything like that because this team is just garbage when it comes to receivers. You know, they have a solid running game, but most of their guys, like Isaiah Pachenko, didn't play in that game because he was hurt. So, you know, 
if Kansas City can really, really step up their offense or if some of these wide receivers can actually make a fucking catch, you know, they might be a threat like they were last year. But, I mean, you double up on Travis Kelsey, there's a good chance you could probably, you know, take down Kansas City. And it looks like a lot of teams are starting to figure that out. Cause I know Belichick figured it out because, you know, Mahomes threw two interceptions. But that's only because the Patriots offense is not even nowhere near as good they don't have a quarterback like Mahomes. They don't have a tight end like Travis Kelsey. So, you know, who knows where the Patriots are going to end up. Like I said earlier, you know, Belichick's job is up for grabs, you know, at this point. It's like, should they consider letting him go? Without a doubt, the greatest coach of all time. So, you know, we'll see what happens with the Patriots as they, unfortunately, the Patriots have been officially eliminated from playoff contention. But then again, with a record like 3-11, and did you really think they were going to? So, anyways, next up we got the New Orleans Saints taking on the New York Giants, and this was interesting because the Giants had kind of been on a little bit of a hot streak right now, and then for it to come crumbling down against uh, the New Orleans Saints, who are trying to keep their playoff contentions alive, and they're also in that NFC South division, and they're tied for first, but unfortunately the tiebreaker goes to Tampa Bay. Derek Carr looked pretty good, three touchdowns. And, uh, you know, the Giants aren't anybody's pick to kind of creep back into the playoffs. But, you know, Tommy DeVito was really kind of holding it down with guys like Daniel Jones and Tyron Taylor being out for the season. So we'll see what happens at the end of the season for the Giants. I don't know how I feel about the about the Saints. You know, they could be a wild card team. But, you know, if luck should have it, if luck should go the other way, if luck should go the other way, they might take that division as well. And then, of course, speaking of that division, we had the Falcons and the Panthers. And the Falcons lose to the Panthers 7-9. And it's like, this was probably one of the most boring games to watch because the Falcons made one touchdown the entire game and the Panthers didn't score a damn thing. Didn't score any touchdowns in the entire game because the nine points came from the kicker. And Bryce Young had 160 yards, nothing special. Uh, Hubert had 87 yards rushing, nothing special. And, uh, you know, it was just, it was pathetic just kind of watching this game. He had two rival games, and yet because the Falcons lost, their playoff is much more in the tank as it is. You know, they were another team that was in the hunt for that NFC South spot. You know, if they would have won, that would have been interesting to see. So, uh you know, who knows where the Falcons go from here. And to be honest, who knows? This was the first. The interesting thing about the Panthers winning is that it's their first win post Frank Reich. You know, it's their new head coach or not their head coach. It's their interim head coach. They kind of led them there. And it was just sad to kind of see all this. They, It's a good win for them. Like it's a push. It's a, it's a step in the right direction. But at this late in the season, who's really going to care? So, next up, we got the Washington Commanders and the L.A. Rams. This was pretty good because it proved that Matt Stafford is still, you know, trying to keep his, you know, legacy intact and still kind of keep his, uh, uh, the the hopes alive for the L.A. Rams. They come away with the win 28-20 to 20 against the Commanders. I'm not sure, um, I'm not sure how this was able to do this. Uh, for the commanders because the commanders have a solid defense but it's like I said they're they're just like the uh they're kind of like the the Patriots in a way they have a good defense 
But without any star players on offense, they're not going to really get anywhere. The Rams are the Rams are a pretty loaded team because we saw kind of like the return of Cooper Cup. You know, he looked like the Cooper Cup of old. We still got Carl Williams still holding it down at running back. So, and, Matt, and like I said, Matt Stafford is still, you know, he's been around for a long time, and he's still proving that he's still a valuable quarterback in the NFL. So I think he'll be the – I think, to be honest, I think he'll retire from the Rams. Uh, I don't see a drop-off in his game. Like, if you take away – the only thing that's, you know, holding him back is, you know, the injury bug, and that's really it. And you can't really get mad at a lot of guys for that, but – the Rams hopes are still alive. I don't think they're going to make a deep run in the playoffs, but I can see them definitely making the playoffs in general. So we'll see what happens uh, come postseason time. So next up, we got the Niners and the Cardinals. The Niners obviously steamrolled over all of them because it was crazy to see that McCaffrey had you know three touchdowns, two on the, two in the air, one on the ground. So we'll see how that goes. Brock Purdy has a four touchdowns and. I mean, it was just crazy to see that. The idea that the game opened with a 75-yard run on the very first play from scrimmage. And Christian McCaffrey, in my opinion, should be the MVP. It shouldn't be a quarterback. It should be either him or Tyreek Hill. Now, unfortunately, because Tyreek Hill didn't play this past week, I don't know if his chances go down or not, but it's either one of those two guys because they're the ones that are making the most noise on the most, on the most popular teams in the NFL right now. The Niners look good. I mean, because of the the slip and fall of the Cowboys and the Eagles, um, uh, the Niners are probably going to be the number one seed. And that, to be honest, they are as of right now. They are in the NFC. They are. They're eleven and three, and you know it's looking as if they could be the number one seed moving forward. So we'll see what happens. And speaking of the Cowboys, you know the Cowboys fall to the Buffalo Bills ten to thirty one. And to be honest, this game kind of pissed me off because the first time I actually put money on the Cowboys to win after them winning three in a row, they fucking lose to the Bills. And I'm over here thinking last week they dominated the the Eagles, right? And it's like, all right, cool, this could be something interesting. And yet they lose to the Bills. Now, I think the Eagles are a lot better than the Bills, despite what everybody says. But it's like, damn, the Bills came to play. They scored the opening touchdown, and they didn't stop after that. You know, it's... You know, and the Bills look like they're going to make a, a legit push. They're in the same division as Miami. I don't think they'll take that division, but there's a good chance they could be a wild card team. And, you know, Josh Allen has proved that these late season, you know, comebacks are something he's known for. Now, Josh Allen is one of the quarterbacks left that has not proved himself in the postseason because he's been around a while now and he's had success in the postseason. He's won a playoff game. He's been to the AFC Championship, but... The AFC Championship is his drop-off. You know, could that change this year? Maybe. You know, without Burrow, with Burroughs out and with Kansas City kind of on the downfall, Buffalo could. there's a good chance that Buffalo could sneak into the AFC Championship game. Now, they might lose to a team like Baltimore or Miami or, you know, anything could happen between here and um, the playoffs. But if Josh Allen was going to make a run for the Super Bowl or for or to cement himself as not just – a second-tier quarterback, this would be the time to do it. And with a, a very impressive win over the Cowboys, he's on pace to do that. I hope nothing for the best for the Buffalo Bills at this point, but you know we'll see what happens uh, come postseason. Sunday night game concluded with the said Baltimore Ravens taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars 
fall to the Ravens, 23-7, to and it was not a good look for Trevor Lawrence. You know, he had 265 yards, one touchdown, and, but I don't think, I don't think the the offense in Jackson the offense in Jacksonville was not enough to hold down against the the Ravens who obviously have a better defense and I wouldn't say that Lamar Jackson is better than Trevor Lawrence but I think the weapons around Lamar Jackson are a lot better than the weapons that Trevor Lawrence has at this point so you know there's a good chance that the Ravens could be the number one seed in the AFC because at this point they are because they're eleven and three as well so you know. I think the Ravens are probably going to be the number one seed from here on out, and there's no debating that really at all. The last game from this past weekend was Monday night as the Seahawks come from behind and actually win against the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on in Philadelphia, but as of right now, Philadelphia is on a three-game losing streak, and they're 10-4. and four. They are, I think, shit, I think they dropped to... The sixth, I think they dropped to the fifth seed. They were knocked out of first place overall by the Cowboys. And then for the Cowboys to win another game, and then the Seahawks knocked them from the number two seed all the way to the number five seed. And because the Cowboys have the tiebreaker with the division rounds uh, on standby and everything like that, you know, the Eagles are, the Eagles are in a lurch and... I don't know how they're going to be able to bounce back from this because the the Eagles are really struggling. Their defense is not holding it down. Jalen Hurts' uh, availability is coming into question. He was questionable going into that game against Seattle. And then Seattle didn't really have their star quarterback. They were playing with Drew Locke. And, um, you know, Kevin Walker the third had a touchdown. DK Metcalf didn't have the same game he had last week, but he had a pretty good game. And, um, the Seahawks played pretty good, and they're another team trying to keep their playoff hope alive. And, you know, with this win this week and another win last week, they were doing pretty good. They really were. You know, they're 7-7 seven and seven now. They could be a playoff team. They could be a wild. They're definitely going to be a wild card team. I think they are going to be. If they keep playing the way they did now and beating the top teams like the Eagles and everything like that, and we'll see what happens because I think next week they have a – I want to say next week they have a real test ahead of them because the Eagles uh, – not the Eagles, the – the the Seahawks are playing. Who are the Seahawks playing? Seahawks are playing the Titans. So I honestly think that you know they might actually win that game. And to be honest, that's going to be the return of Geno Smith. So we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, we reached the end of that, and that's going to go ahead and do it for today's episode. Uh, if you like the episode, be sure to follow the podcast on all podcast outlets, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google Play, Odyssey, Reddit, wherever you're getting your podcast from. Be sure to follow the podcast on all social media outlets, Instagram and X, the Madhouse 21. Let me know what you guys thought about. How did your team do this past weekend? Whatever the case may be. How are you guys looking in fantasy football? Whatever the case may be, let me know. Instagram and X, the Madhouse 21. Uh, be on the lookout for more episodes as they come out. We, uh, this episode is coming out, uh, what is today, Thursday? Yep, today's Thursday. Um, this weekend, we're supposed to go see the movie The Iron Claw. Uh, definitely looking forward to that. we got a bunch of stuff coming out this weekend as we get towards um, 
as we get towards to uh, Christmas uh, this past uh, this coming weekend and everything like that, there is going to be some episodes dropping. I don't know if I'm going to drop any episodes on Christmas Eve or on Christmas Day, uh, but it, it'll be for sure next week uh, as we wind down uh, as far as you know getting ready for the end of the year stuff and things like that. So be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for anything and everything that comes out of this uh, podcast and be sure to embrace your inner madness.